Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Man, this is crazy, crazy news day. Mr. Fryer, let's get at it. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Anthony Heron. All we got to do is do our job and punch him in the mouth every single play. Bears Monday with Big Ant. One of the offensive linemen from Indiana just starts like kind of ramming my face in the ground, basically, in the midst of a pile of bodies. So I, with my, my dexterity that I have and the flexibility, I rear back while my face is, is in the ground, and I just kick him in the chest. So all the officials see is a big body, a big Hoosier body flying backwards, and my foot being the reason why. He gave me some kind of Bruce Lee cross kick or something. I kicked the out of him. Serious XM and Fox 32 football analyst. They have no idea what goaded me into doing that, so I end up getting ejected from the game because I kicked this dude in the chest and he goes flying. Oh, yeah! Look at you! You was popping all that good second ago, then you got kicked in your chest. Anthony Heron and Lawrence Holmes on 670 The Score. Big Ant Heron joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino out in Las Vegas has a tremendous sports book. You should go there and have a good time, especially the NCAA tournament is coming up. Breaking news on the score is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Damn, Big Ant. <laughs> this is this has been quite the day. Uh, when when we reached out to you, we were going to talk primarily about Aaron Rodgers, and I'm sure that we will get to that. That was, of course, the story of of is him being back in Green Bay. Since then, a potential receiver that the Bears were looking at, Mike Williams, is now off the board, and Russell Wilson goes from the Seahawks to the Broncos. There's a lot. Where do you want to start? And that's just on the heels of, of Calvin Ridley, you know, right. not being available to anyone for the coming season as well. The, 
I mean, you know, everyone tries to make news over the offseason. The NBA has definitely stepped their soap opera game up quite a bit over the past decade plus, you know, since LeBron's decision as a free as a free agent, which is always worth reminding folks. But uh, there, nobody does it like the NFL because of the interest that's there on, on, you know, throughout the entire course of the calendar year. And so you get what feels like, you know, this this carousel, what feels like, you know, sort of this this cavalcade of major QBs that we've been anticipating over the last couple of seasons, perhaps being on the move. We get the one who kind of led the way in Aaron Rodgers and, in, uh, in, you know, kind of kicking a bunch of dust up. Now he's staying in Green Bay. And for Russ to be on the move, I would say this, specific to Russell Wilson, because I, I thought maybe there would be a big chance he would end up going to Pittsburgh. Because Mike Tomlin isn't, you know, trying to be out there like, you know, developing a young quarterback. He is accustomed to winning. He makes the playoffs on an annual basis. So I thought the Steelers and the Broncos were certainly teams who would be really aggressive in this space. Kind of thought maybe Pittsburgh might be the more likely uh, landing spot for one of these quarterbacks if either or both were on the move. With Aaron Rodgers, with Green Bay finding some way to to manipulate the cap, allowing Aaron Rodgers to stay there. I mean, I I got to say, I'm impressed with Denver by being this quick and decisive with a move of this magnitude. Now, you're going from the NFC to the AFC. And as we've been talking about for a few weeks here since this postseason run, and even a guy like Justin Herbert in the AFC who didn't even make the playoffs, there's a lot of young, talented ball slingers out there in the in the American football conference who, you know, Russ is going to have to contend with those individuals right there in his division now. So, you know, it's going to be a long day, but – he was in what was already for a while viewed as the best division in football for a while in the NFC West. So he's not accustomed to competition. He, he doesn't fear it. So I, I got to say, I'm, I'm impressed the Broncos were, were this decisive and this willing to make this move to get one of the top quarterbacks in football out there to Denver just after they figured out for sure they weren't going to get Aaron Rodgers. The thing is, though, as I look at the NFC West going forward, I go, well, there's strife in Arizona. Who knows what's going on with, with the quarterback there? The Rams have said, we sold out. Like, we sold out to win this Super Bowl, and we did it, and we know that we're going to pay for it eventually down the line, and maybe they'll start paying for it this year because there's still some decisions to be made on who's coming back and who's not coming back. And I look at San Francisco, and I go, well, what y'all going to do? Because Aaron Rodgers isn't coming there anymore, so you're still kind of in the same boat that you were last year. I feel like Russ has gone from a division that, with a little bit of work, they could be right in the mix to winning to the meat grinder of the AFC West. And I, I wonder, I'm sure that he's a super competitive dude, so I'm sure he's not afraid of it. But just from a competitive standpoint, he might have had a better chance of being a playoff team staying in Seattle next year. That's the interesting thing. And especially where, you know, Pete Carroll's going to run it back maybe one more time there in Seattle. So, I mean, perhaps it speaks a little bit to that relationship. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, they're, they're both, uh, I guess I'll use the term affable for both of them. I'm sure they both could have found a way to kind of grit their teeth and get through it if they really wanted to. But if the, re- if the relationship between head coach and quarterback, who they – at least at the professional level. Obviously, Pete Carroll wanted it at a high level in college as well, but the pinnacle of their professional success has been in lockstep together. So I, I would imagine it's hard not to just, you know, sort of, you know, 
allow your mind to go there and assume that there must be something within their dynamic, even if it's not a personal issue, but if it's just Russ doesn't necessarily dig the way Pete Carroll's running things in general, running the offense that he's allowed to operate in in Seattle. He said, you know what, I I just need to be somewhere else. If Pete Carroll's still going to be the head coach, I got to go somewhere else where the offensive system will be more conducive to me doing what I need to do. And, you know, we're, we're viewing this past season as this down year for Russell Wilson. It still comes down to, like, he was statistically still, if not spectacular, certainly well above average. When you look at the numbers he put up, with a broken and surgically repaired finger on his throwing hand. You know, still 25 touchdowns, six interceptions, a 103 rating, playing the bulk of the season with a surgically repaired finger on his throwing hand. So, you know, I, I think folks are looking at this last this last season he played in Seattle through a, a different lens, a different context than I am. I think back to, you know, you and I were both fairly young when, when Brett Favre had the, the broken thumb on his throwing hand, and he played through that and still played really well. And, you know, it wasn't kind of standard Brett Favre, but really a, an amazing year he had with a broken phalange on that on that right throwing hand. And Russell Wilson just did that and still played well for the Seahawks. So I, I don't have any doubt he's going to do big things with some of those young skill position talent that are available to him in Denver, some excellent receivers. It feels like one of those rosters that's maybe not completely set up, kind of like Tampa Bay put themselves in that quarterback or bust mode. But – they're, they're certainly a quarterback away from being very competitive. And I think Drew Locke's a talented young guy, but they, 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 got, they got what they need at QB now in Denver. I think both of us ended up in the same place about Aaron Rodgers, where it, it seemed like the animus between the two sides, it cooled off as the season kind of went along. It felt like whether you were listening to, to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and them talking about the situation that – it felt like it was cozy enough for Aaron Rodgers to return. Are you at all surprised that he's back in Green Bay? It would have depended on the week you asked me. I mean, sitting here today, I'd say I've gotten to a place the last couple of weeks where it's, it's felt like that was the likely landing spot. But you think back to where we were a year ago at this time, you know, it was not even quite a year ago, because basically the week of the draft, the days leading into the draft, when some of those rumors started to swirl last year about Aaron Rodgers wanting to get out of Green Bay. So I think in the end, this is where this is what made the most sense for him. It's it's part of why Russell Wilson leaving Seattle at this time when the division feels more gettable, the, the division has been amongst the best in football throughout the bulk of his career, has you know, perhaps is in a position to take a step back and maybe he can control it again as he did for a long time. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been controlling the division he's in throughout the entirety of his career. And so that's where whether you're talking last season or this season where he's in the best offensive system that he's played in throughout his entire career, he's got the most support between the way that the head coach calls the game in Matt LaFleur and then multiple running backs, a competent offensive line that is aided and enhanced by that system that has you know, at times almost a run-first sort of mentality, and he's gotten to the point where he and LaFleur are on the same page with the control that Rodgers can have over the offense, and they're at least going to franchise Devontae Adams, if not figure out some sort of a long-term option for him there. There There wasn't a better situation Aaron Rodgers was going to go to, and it felt like so much of the animus that was there between Rodgers and the Packers administration was solely on the side of Aaron Rodgers. Now, you know, I mean, if he's this, you know, mercurial cat that can be difficult to get along with or whatever, you know, so what? 
he balls out. He kind of if he's just going to keep to himself and be aloof and make his little comments and go on the McAfee show and, and do his thing. It didn't necessarily ever seem like Green Bay had a big issue directly with him. He was airing his grievances with the Packers. So that that's where, at least from the Packers' perspective, they reportedly, at least certainly this offseason, never got to the point where they were urging folks to come and seek Aaron Rodgers or, or efforting you know, situations where they could try and trade him away. Because in the end, you got a guy who's still in his 30s, who's won the last two league MVPs. What are you going to get that puts you in a position to, to exceed where you're at right now? My, my issue is just going to be whether or not they could prove to Aaron Rodgers that they were going to keep a roster around him that could allow him to continue dominating this division in the end, unlike what, what Seattle has to deal with, where at least you do still have an Arizona squad that looked like they were coming on last year and the defending Super Bowl champions that were right there, you know, sort of facing off with you within the division. It's nobody else who really threatens the Packers in the division at the moment until proven otherwise. So the Packers know if Aaron Rodgers is here, we can continue to control this division until further notice. So it makes all the sense in the world, even with drafting Jordan Love. It's not like you're paying the rookie quarterbacks that Andrew Luck rookie money anymore. Since Cam Newton, that rookie wage scale has made this possible. It's made it plausible in the NFL to draft a first-round quarterback, keep him around, and just see what your veteran's going to do. I thought it was weird hearing people talk about, well, you know, if you, if you drop Aaron Rodgers into a situation, you immediately become a Super Bowl contender. I'm like, that defense is improved in Green Bay. He's yeah. got the best wide receiver in the league. That run game has been solid. He has everything that he can want. You're a Super Bowl contender there. Why start <laughs> over someplace else? Like, it, it didn't make sense to me. And by the way, you want to know how dominant he's been the last two seasons. It, it, it's one stat. Touchdown to interception ratio for Aaron Rodgers over the last two seasons, 85 touchdowns, nine interceptions. <laughs> that's, uh, that's some real productivity that is going on there. Two hypotheticals for you. Right. If you're Jordan Love, what do you want right now? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your mentality. You know, like Aaron Rodgers, you think back to early in his career when Brett Favre was doing to him what he's doing to Jordan Love at the moment, essentially, and the Packers franchise. So Aaron Rodgers had a front row seat for exactly how things are playing out for this, this first round pick who's backing him up at the moment. I think this one, the Packers as an organization drafting Jordan Love, you know, we, we've made a big issue here in this town about the fact that Ryan Pace hasn't gone about drafting quarterbacks repeatedly. He brought Mitch Trubisky in here, and Mitch never proved anything, and then he still wasn't drafting QBs. And Green Bay at least being willing to do that, to try and insulate themselves at quarterback. At the time when they did that, where it looked like maybe as Aaron Rodgers was getting into his mid-30s, like his game had taken a bit of a step back. His health had taken a bit of a step back. A lot of lower body injuries, lower torso injuries, and soft tissue injuries that were becoming repetitive. So Maybe this whole Panchakarma thing, maybe part of it is because they went out and drafted <laughs> Jordan Love, man. He said, you know what? They got this young buck over here trying to take my job. I need to find a way to get healthier. Now, whether it's this, you know, this therapeutic cleansing that he was going through, if that's the reason that he's been able to maintain health at a higher level, I can't say that for sure. But he might have his own version of TB12 that he's working on right now as he witnessed Tom Brady defeat Father Time season after season and go from New England. Where I didn't believe Tom Brady would ever want to leave New England. Why would you leave somewhere where you keep winning and you're dominating a bad division? He did that. He wanted a high level in Tampa Bay. So I think Jordan Love, 
for right now where he's at, at my I don't know a lot about the guy. My anticipation is that for now, because he he doesn't necessarily feel like he's he's proven anything in the limited reps that he's gotten. Just like Aaron Rodgers hadn't proven anything yet in the limited action he was getting behind Brett Favre. None of us knew Aaron Rodgers was going to become Aaron Rodgers in the limited snaps he was getting early in his career. He looked like a young and experienced quarterback. He looked like a guy with a live arm who held the football too long, who occasionally threw it to the other team. So we understood to some extent why Green Bay was willing to allow Brett Favre to sort of sling them around like a rag doll every offseason towards the end. And then internally, once they had enough confidence in Rodgers to be ready to move on from Favre, they went ahead and did it. So I think for now, Jordan Love, his best bet is probably to try to continue learning behind Aaron Rodgers and, and being in a position where he'll be um, around one of the best to ever do it and, in theory, still find himself in a quality position moving forward because he, you know, aside from just the draft profile and the excitement that was there, he hasn't, at, while he's been giving limited opportunities, hasn't proven anything to, to have another team think they would pursue him or trade for him to come in and, and be their starting QB. So I don't necessarily anticipate a whole lot of ruckus from, from Jordan Love and trying to make some big move away from Green Bay. What do you think the Bears are thinking right now? I'm sure they would have preferred Aaron Rodgers move on to another division so that they can grab the division and, and never let it go or, you know, whatever it was Ryan Pohl said at that opening press conference. So this certainly makes that more difficult for at least another four seasons in theory. Um, but that being said, they still need to be to be insular, to, to be insulated in, in the approach. You know, the paradigm that they've set right now. It's one of the things I want to get into when I'm on tonight. I'll be on from six to nine is specifically how the Bears are, are going about adjusting their their operations. One of the things I talk to you about a lot throughout the course of this past season in anticipation that perhaps they're moving on from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and what the next regime needed to be able to do operationally, how did the Bears improve themselves because the last few regimes all took a step back? None of them ever progressed. They all seemed to regress with the last few head coaches who've been here through Hallis Hall. And right now, it, it seems like the Bears are at least putting groundwork for that in the front office with what their plan is, is reportedly going to be moving forward personnel-wise. So in the end, they, they, have, they have ground to cover regardless of whether or not Aaron Rodgers is in the same division with them or not. So the, the focus on getting weaponry around Justin Fields and developing Justin Fields, that same focus needs to be there, needs to, to be maintained. And then in the end, this is going to be about trying to evaluate whether or not you can compete at that level. Can you become a playoff team? Can you perhaps take down Aaron Rodgers at a certain point here as he continues to age closer and closer to 40? But yeah, I think this doesn't necessarily change anything the Bears need to do because their focus has to be more insular on how they improve you know, themselves sort of just structurally moving forward. What's your takeaway from the Calvin Ridley situation? I, I still up to this point have, have so much shrapnel from all the different seminars that I sat in as a collegiate and an NFL athlete that I, I've still never placed a sports bet up to this point in my life. I just, you know, I, I've just wow. heard it so much ingrained in me in in years past and you know especially while you're still playing you're out to dinner and every once in a while somebody walks up and they recognize you like hey you know uh, so the betting line on the game is blah 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 you got a little advice for me and, and it just you know just kind of makes made me flinch you know just in thinking about that I still feel that so I still at this point haven't done it today's athlete today's player 
has come up in a very different environment, especially over the last couple of years here with the way that the, the daily fantasy football has sort of, you know, progressed the, the conversation about whether, whether or not you view fantasy as sports betting or not. And now that all these partnerships exist in the NFL and out, you know, all other kind of sports venues who are partnered with it, the modern athlete has come up in a, in a different way than what it was a couple of decades ago when I was still competing in the end you still have to recognize that. In, in the end, I think Calvin Ridley is still going to be seen as an outlier. He's one of whatever, like five now historically, who've been suspended by the NFL for betting on games. And perhaps there's just a, a degree of ignorance on his part in thinking that because he was apart from the team, maybe there's some loophole there that he could kind of funnel his way through. Perhaps he didn't educate himself enough on you know, the, the rules of the NFL and, and how they could track things. He thought he'd get away with a little something real quick. But it's definitely going to be a big lesson to anyone else. If you're an active player and you want to stay that way, then you will watch this. You will benefit from it through the profit sharing, the revenue sharing that the NFL has with its players, but you will not bet on this sport. And I do believe that it's, it's a message that will continue to get sent loud and clear by the National Football League. Big Ann Heron will be on tonight between 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock on the score airwaves. What are you going to do on the show? My guess is you're going to be talking a lot of football. <laughs> Yeah, a lot more now even than I anticipated. Definitely going to get into a little preview because the Big Ten men's basketball tournament is starting up tomorrow, so I got some plans for that. I'm going to talk to Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, and he's a bracketologist from the Big Ten Network. So I'll talk to him uh, about the just previewing the tournament. There was an interesting article that got written by a writer from the Washington Post named Ben Strauss that I was reading this morning that really interested me. So I'm going to get Ben Strauss on, on the show as well. Just in talking about the – the coverage of the, the baseball lockout and how it's changed, how the, the tenor of, of fans and their reaction to it, the tenor of the media and their coverage of it, it's very different now than what it used to be years ago. And I, I've just been struck by how the, the conversation has sort of adjusted more, you know, like certainly I'm pro-labor anyway, but it, it feels more balanced in its coverage. And he wrote a, a really detailed article on that and just kind of, you know, parsing different elements of the media and how it's been written about some pro-management, some pro-labor, and, and how it's just a, a different time in the way that this gets covered now than what it used to be. We'll talk to Ben Strauss about that, but yes, a whole lot of football to discuss as well, especially with some of these breaking headlines that have come out. So how my guy studs book a, a couple of football guests for us as we approach the show tonight too and make sure we get all of that that's, that's been breaking throughout the day. I really appreciate you jumping on, and I know that like it's quite the curveball because I, I thought that we would just be having our robust conversation right. about Aaron Rodgers, and all hell broke loose in the NFL before we could get you on the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am always available, or at least if I am available, I'm always happy to hop on with you, my guy. Thank you, sir. I'll be listening tonight between 6 and 9 o'clock on the Score Airwaves. Big Ant Heron will be able to to kind of just stretch his legs a little bit when it comes oh, yeah. to talking about this stuff and get the really smart people on to talk football with him. Sir, thank you as always. I appreciate it. All right, Loho. Thanks, man. That is Big Ant Heron. Listen to him tonight from 6 until 9 o'clock on the Score. So, um, Adam Schefter is more reporting on this. Would you like to know what the Seahawks got in return for Russell Wilson. Yes, Lawrence, we'd really like for you to tell us what the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson. I'm glad you said that. This according to Adam Schefter. Seattle gets Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, the defensive lineman, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, 
and a fifth round pick. Yeah, man. After they gave up two firsts for Jamal Adams, I, I couldn't see them not getting anything but that plus more to, to trade away Russell Wilson. So, again, they get Drew Locke. They get Noah Fant. They get Shelby Harris. I feel like, was Noah Fant already a – was Fant a Seahawk at some point? Anyway, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Denver, Denver gets Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. What I think is really interesting is the people that have been flooding the text line where – I don't care what Rodgers' touchdown-to-interception ratio is. Talk to me about his Super Bowls. Okay. If, if, if you would – how many of those type of quarterbacks are available to NFL teams? He's the back-to-back – he's the two-time, four-time MVP of the league. Just one MVP in the last two seasons, 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions. If – your critique of Rodgers is just that he doesn't win enough in the playoffs. I think it's fair, but I also think that you're short-sighted. I said to, to one of these texters who's like, he's not any good because he's only won one Super Bowl. And I said, you wouldn't want him quarterbacking the Bears? No. Okay. Then you get what you deserve. And what you've gotten is trying to find a quarterback that even comes close to doing for your franchise what Aaron Rodgers has done for the Packers. Yes, he he is definitely turtled up in the playoffs the last couple of seasons. That is a fair criticism. But to act as if he's not the best quarterback in the league is insane. I'm going to do a little potpourri because... I want to get back into some of this NFL stuff. And today is, I guess, sort of a big day for Major League Baseball. Do they do they understand? You know what? I'll explain it in the next segment. It's next here on The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It looks like that ownership is going to last a little while longer. Bottom of the hour is brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Some of y'all are really in your feelings, and it's it's clouding your judgment when you text this radio show. Breaking news on the score is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Tom Silverstein of the Journey, uh, Journal Sentinel is reporting that the Packers have told Devontae Adams that he's going to get tagged. I'm sure he's not happy about that, but I am sure that he's happy about being back with Aaron Rodgers and them putting up numbers. I I don't understand some of you, not all of you, some of you, like your reaction to no one wanted Aaron Rodgers. That's why he went back to Green Bay. Like, are you out of your mind? There were multiple suitors for Green Bay. And another texter asked a really good question. Did the Packers do themselves a disservice by not dealing him? It's a great question when you see that the Broncos got that the, that the Broncos gave up three players, five draft picks, two first rounders to get Russell Wilson. I would imagine that you would probably give up more, a little bit more at least, to get Aaron Rodgers. The problem then becomes, well, you might then have an unhappy Devontae Adams, and it completely changes where you are on what you think your winning timeline is. The Packers are saying, we still feel like we can win right now. So we've got this defense that I thought was really good. And even in the playoff game, I thought that they played really well. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in the playoff game. The offense as a whole didn't play well in the playoff game. But you have all of those things that are there to to make you feel like you're going to be a contender it's you can pretty much mark it down that they're winning the the north so you're already in the playoffs unless there's some sort of injury some horrible injury and it would have to be to Aaron Rodgers even with David Bakhtiari out this team won the division running away as a division is in different levels of rebuild with the Lions, Vikings, and Bears. 
it's but it's an it's a really interesting question of should the Packers have really considered moving him considering what the Broncos gave up to get Russell Wilson. The point I was making to Big Ant, I think needs to be discussed too. I get that maybe things are rough for Russ in Seattle. And I've been saying, even when I was doing that crazy morning show nationally, that I felt like in a lot of these cases, the quarterback should just be loud and get out if they want to go to a different place. But I've always felt like Russ and Pete should just have figured out whatever it is their problem is. Maybe it was impossible to do, but I felt like that would have been the best place. And now you look at that division, the NFC West, you look at that division and go, well, what, what's standing in your way? The Rams are there if Aaron Donald doesn't retire. They're there, and they've got some situations that they have to deal with. OBJ is not going to be there. With him dealing with the knee injury, you do get some other receivers back. But Arizona is, they can't keep their quarterback happy. How soon before Kyler Murray is, well, maybe he doesn't have baseball to go to because there's no baseball. And San Francisco is in flux. I guess you could make the argument of maybe Tom Brady comes out of retirement and goes to San Francisco. Maybe for a year. But he has jumped into the meat grinder. Going to the AFC West. There's nothing but killers waiting for you there. Nothing but. Good luck. Good luck with all of that. You got playoff teams and world champions and MVPs. And a dude that's on trajectory to be an MVP. The Broncos probably look at it and say, we had everything but the quarterback. Now let's see if we can put it together. It is like new coach. There's a lot. We'll see if it works out for him. But yeah, man, it's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have to deliver the bad news that the bad man is still in Green Bay. I was hoping that he would not be there because I think that it would make it would have made the NFC North next year very interesting, no matter who was going to be the quarterback of the Packers. If it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, the Bears would have legitimately had a chance to win the division. My hope is that Justin Fields can take a big leap, that the Bears spend money in free agency to give him some of the weapons that he needs to make it work, but this was quite the blow if if, if you were thinking that the Bears were going to be competitive. I'm not saying that they can't be, but it would be difficult. Then you see the Chargers have have got Mike Williams on a three-year deal, and you're thinking, well, maybe that's the type of guy that the Bears would need. AFC West, man, telling you. Oh, by the way, baseball has finished their meetings, and and later on today, we'll find out if they're going to chop more games off the schedule. From some of the rhetoric that I've heard from ownership over the last couple of days, and do... 
I was thinking about this when I heard the the rumors that maybe the Ricketts were thinking about buying Chelsea. They need to keep some of this stuff closer to the vest. The baseball owners need to do a better job of not letting their business get out into the street. They do it with their books. Like they keep their books nice and tight and no one knows who's doing what. But you can't be out here talking about biblical losses and then making a buy that Chelsea right now about the same valuation as the Cubs, right? Maybe a little bit more. You can't do that. Like it's not it's not a good way for you to win goodwill. And I do think that a lot of fans now are like, man, this is messed up. And with the idea that they could drop 25 to 30 games off the schedule and not really lose any money. So later on today, we'll have an idea if there's if they're going to unilaterally cancel another two series, even though. You don't have to do any of that. It's a leverage play. It's so that you don't have to pay all of the dollars that the players will want in the 2022 season. And it's just ridiculous. So here's NFL, man. NFL strikes again. Oh, we'll just pop up and we got all this stuff. It's deadline day and two of the most visible players in the league. One of them staying put. One of them's trading places. We'll just do this thing that we always do. Where we just decide that we're going to take over the, the news cycle. And then we just do it. We even take over the news cycle from ourselves. Think about the biggest stories in sports the last 24 hours. Calvin Ridley right now is probably sitting there like, man, they're not thinking about me at all. Great. Also, if I were friends with Calvin Ridley or a trusted advisor of Calvin Ridley, I would tell him to stop talking. I would say stop talking. Texer who said that Mike Williams resigned with the Chargers. Yes, we said that literally like three minutes ago. And then, like, 20 minutes before that, we were talking about it, too. So, But thank you. We're on top of it. We appreciate you, but we got it. But, yes, I would tell Calvin, really, just you can just put the phone down, homie. No one wants to hear it. If you get an appeal, great. But you're not going to win this battle, even with what looks like some conflict of interest. I Robert Mays was on the score earlier today, and I'm with him. It's pretty easy. Don't gamble on your sport. If you got a Jones and you wanna you wanna try your luck, the NBA is playing right now. You can gamble on that. You gamble on your own sport. There's a big issue, so I'm not surprised that he's gone. It's been historically that's what they've done to people who have gambled. In the NFL. We're going to take a break. When we come back. I want to talk about the Bulls just for a second. Because I promised on Twitter I was going to talk about this. I want to talk about it. 
next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Hey, so now Aaron Rodgers has said this on Twitter. Hey, everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I quote-unquote signed. Very excited to be back. Hashtag year 18 heart. All right. So the $153 million guaranteed is not accurate. We'll see about all of that. Anyway, watching the Bulls last night made me um, sad. And it made me sad because obviously you knew they were going to struggle in guarding Embiid. He's been so good and he's been really good against them. Then you find out they don't have the six fouls that that Vooch would have to go out there and try and slow him down. I don't know if you can slow him down anyway. But even offensively, the Bulls are struggling in half-court offensive sets. There are times when the floor is unbalanced. They don't look confident in what it is that they're doing. Defenses are reacting to... DeMar and they're taking the ball away from him by doing all sorts of interesting stuff like picking him up three quarters court or they're they're going to trap him once he comes across half court so the Bulls have got cre- got to get creative Billy Donovan has got to figure out ways to initiate offense with DeMar off the ball that has been the struggle and if you're thinking well Caruso and Lonzo are coming back that's not really what either one of those guys do Lonzo's more of a free-flowing transitional point, and he's really damn good at it. But if the Bulls don't get some of this stuff right, now that people have figured out ways to slow down DeMar DeRozan, their problems are not just on the defensive end, and that's going to be problematic. They are four and a half games out of the play-in tournament. Keep that in mind, and Detroit doesn't stink lately. (sighs) All I know is Danny Parkins is mad. I saw it on Twitter. I'm going to talk to him about that next here on The Score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 